Welcome back guys, episode 4 of the MASH podcast. Again, you join us today, we're going to be talking about what's been going on in the world of the internet, um, and then we've got some cool topics to wrap up today's show. We're talking Discord and talking back about the comments we made previously about the Drake on the, the shop, which is LeBron's show. Um, there's been some new conversations that have emerged on the Joe Rogan podcast with Pusha T himself, just explaining his side of the story. Um, but let's get into it. So then, guys, um, we're going to start off today's episode by talking about Twitter. So we personally love Twitter. It's great for the memes. It's where we send a lot of memes between ourselves. Um, but they're making some changes. So they've just had their Q3 reports out. So quarter three earnings. Um, it tells you a little bit about how the company's doing. Um, and the CEO of Twitter, very, very wealthy Donnie, has made a statement. Um, nothing to be confirmed, but rumours that have come along with it, that they are looking at getting rid of the like button. Um, which is quite a big move, don't you think, mate? Definitely. Uh, it's, it's bigger than I feel like a lot of people think. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, personally, I don't retweet. Like is everything to me on Twitter. Yeah, I very rarely retweet something. I think the whole aspect of Twitter, retweeting is great, but then it does pin it on your uh, feed. Very similar to a Facebook share, but I yeah. feel more... Um, if I'm retweeting something, I feel like I'm more connected to it than what I would be if I was sharing something on Facebook. Do you think maybe you feel that way because it is so much easier to like? Do you think without a like button you might retweet more? I think there's two different elements to Twitter. So there's obviously the retweet and the like. Mm-hmm. And then you can save posts to read later, but normally I, I don't use I that. Don't I didn't even know that yeah. was a feature. <laughs> so um, I think with the retweet, it's very personal when you're wanting to express that opinion yourself as well. With a like, however, I feel like um, it, it almost keeps in a different section of your own feed. Okay. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, they just feel like two very different elements. Retweeting is very much, you're, you're showing it to other people. Um, likes, you know, sometimes it will be displayed to people on your feed as well. But definitely, I feel like it's more of a way of supporting the content. And I feel like we're, in it, we are definitely in an era where people post stuff for likes. Um, definitely. We've heard the phrase living for likes quite yeah. a lot. And I just feel like if they get rid of the whole like feature, will people want to post as much if they're not receiving likes as of such? Um, just simply due to the fact, will people feel like their posts aren't getting the same kind of engagement it used to be? Um, and you know, they might get that kind of sense of, do people really care what I'm talking about anymore? Personally, I can give a fuck if people you know, like yeah. retweet my stuff out. If I'm going to tweet, I'm going to tweet. Yeah, yeah. Or if I but find it funny or yeah. whatever. I'll but there's definitely a large majority anyway. of the population out there who use Twitter um, that do feel like they need to get that engagement. I think there is a lot of accounts yeah. who, and, and people they, they especially... repost stuff that's yeah. been said like a um, year ago that got yeah. funny laughs. And they and do it just for the likes, like, that, for that self-gratification of, wow, I got 25,000 likes. Yeah, yeah, definitely a generation of that. Yeah, but, for sure. I'm just sipping my tea there. <laughs> but, uh, we, um, I mean, they haven't confirmed it yet, though. It's not so confirmed. there could be hope for the like button yet. But I do feel like when you look at things like there used to be, do you remember the star icon, which was mm-hmm. favourite? So before the liking the favourite. Um, 
and then they change that and it wasn't that drastic because it's the same kind of same element, concept same yeah. but like you know it doesn't really matter how you word it it's just the same thing but they're on about removing the the whole concept of the favourite like whatever bubble you want to brand it under as an element from Twitter so you'd only be left with the retweets and quote retweets uh, quote tweets rather I wonder if they'd replace it I hope they replace it you know even if they just want to change the emoji to like thumbs up oh, that's, that's pretty Facebooky no. yeah, that's yeah. Um, but it's interesting that. it's something to look for you know look at see what happens um, you know their quote was Twitter to be removing the like feature in an effort to increase quality I personally don't get how that increased quality no um I think maybe what they mean by that is potentially, like you were talking about earlier, recycled tweets, just filling up your feed like, with thousands yeah. of likes. People probably wouldn't retweet that if they'd yeah. seen it so many times. I do tell you what's uh, quite a good thing on Twitter. Again, slightly off topic, but Scottish Twitter. Well, uh, that stuff, that stuff is a blown up. That shit's so funny. Twitter to me is memes and Scottish Twitter at the minute. Like Fiat up. 500 and Fiat Scottish Twitter. That is a good page. If you don't they're follow good, it, they're good. give it a follow. Um... And follow us on Twitter. Mash podcast. The, the, the Mash podcast. <laughs> um, should we move on, mate? I think that's as much we really talk about on that. We'll keep you guys updated with any progressions on that. Um, and if they get rid of it, you know, what's mm-hmm. going to be coming? Any predictions? Drop it in the comments below. Let us know what you'd like to see. The next topic we wanted to talk about today is Facebook fucking course, you know, Again, talk about Facebook. every fucking week. Invading our home, invading <laughs> our vision. Exactly, mate. So they doing? have um, all under hush hush. Um, so the publisher TechCrunch, they have a conference every year where they talk to a, big, a lot of the big tech companies, um, ask them some questions, try and find out a little bit about what's coming up in the years ahead or what's in the development kind of schemes of those companies. Um, they were talking to the guys over at Facebook, and Facebook have let out that they are looking into AR glasses. So they're very, very prominent in the AR space with their mobile cameras. So you point your camera and you can, you know, fuck around with AR um, within the app. However, there's been blueprints that are found um, from the Business Insider, which is a very respectable news outlet within the business world that Facebook are looking at making AR glasses and those patterns that have been um, created for that but that Facebook have previously said this is going back last year to conferences that their mm-hmm. um, chief execs were at that um, the technology that they need to make them um, both you know, stylish, so like socially accepted. Because yep. you remember those the Google, Google glasses, glasses but they were ugly. The Snapchat glasses were fucking horrendous. Yeah, they they were all just to take photos, though, and they weren't so much. Yeah, but, up, but I would have thought yeah. maybe photo glasses. You could put a bit more effort into making yeah, them look nice because you don't need as much technology. Uh-huh. Um, so the two objectives with this is have the technology that works, which mm-hmm. you'd fucking hope. You know, if you buy yeah. AR glasses, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be fucking expensive. Um, and that they're you know, socially acceptable, which I think if they're going with those two elements, you know, it could be a lot more successful than a Google Glass. Looking at some of the patterns, it looks like normal glasses. Like, you know, I wear glasses most of the time for uni, for driving, for reading, um, you know, watching telly and all that kind of stuff. Like, if they look how, like, the patterns look, I'll probably fucking buy a pair. Like, they look, they look all right. So the concept of this is basically, um, the easiest way for me to describe it is imagine... Um, 
it's basically a hub. So if you've ever played video games, you'll kind of get the idea that Facebook are going with. You know, your classic first-person shooters. Think kind of like Halo-y vibe. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got like your little time and your calendar in the corner, your location, um, which is looking very much like Facebook are using this as a way of monitoring where you're fucking going. So they're fucking tracking you everywhere now. Classic Facebook. Classic fucking Facebook. Give me that info. They've got a, a camera feature by the looks of it, which makes sense, you know, if it's an AR glass. I mean, that's something that I think everyone's always said. Like, imagine if you could snap a picture yeah. in your eyes. But then I think there's a massive issue that comes with that in terms of privacy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do other people around you know that they're being... Uh, photographed or recorded, you know, I can see a lot of, you know, that, that can bring up a lot of dodgy conversations, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's looking basically like Facebook is trying to implement their social streams within your glasses, um, which, which could be really cool, I feel like if they don't try and make it too heavy Facebook, it could work out really well, you know, think of like people that... Um, you know, they just need it to get to their A to B. So say there's a little like map guidance thing, that could be quite that cool. That could be very cool. Um, if Imagine an AR map in front of you, like a red line yeah. of your maps that you actually so follow. That would yeah, be crazy. So fucking cool. Or say like if you're in meetings and stuff, you could keep your notes on your glasses. So like you could read that rather than having to look down to your phone <laughs> or to a notepad. But it then just make imagine in a van, you got your oh notes God, up mate, there. I fucking love it. <laughs> Boy, I could really do that right now, I won't lie. Take you back to City Form, maybe even now. Matt yeah. sat there with his fucking goggles on with all his artists <laughs> pre-written. Cheers, Facebook. But, um, yeah, I think that's quite interesting, you know. Technology's changing. I think they could be cool. I th there's definitely something that I want to yeah. see in my lifetime, like a crazy pair of AR glasses yeah. that so do everything. Facebook are working with Oculus for this. Um, so Oculus have kind of been... I'm not too sure about the ins and outs of it, but they're, they're kind of like partners with Facebook, kind of not. I think they're like kind of absorbed, kind of not. I have to look into it. I feel like they probably need a financial support after the Oculus Rift release. Yeah, but I, th I think it's a great idea, um, you know, what Oculus done. I think maybe it was a little bit ahead of its time. Very expensive. Very expensive. The technology, the it almost it's reminds me of... Um, PlayStation Move back in the day. Oh, yeah. So I bought a PlayStation Move for my PlayStation 2 and I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but it was super clunky. It and almost didn't it. work. Exactly. It almost didn't work, but with what Oculus Rift tried to do, I feel like it's almost ahead of its time. They tried to get it out before PlayStation could get their PlayStation Move out, mm -hmm. which, in my opinion, ended up being the top dog at the moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, so it's worth noting... Um, you know, Facebook and Oculus both said, um, you know, th this technology is three, three, five, seven years away oh, from okay. its time. Um, but that was in a statement they made previously. Since then, Facebook have been seen playing about with projection technology. Um, so imagine you've got a projector on your glasses and it projects, you know, um, a 3D kind of holographic um, image or video. Is it outwards or in? Outwards um, into real objects and spaces in front of you so that's that suggests perhaps they've stepped over the line of ar perhaps trying to then step into the realm of okay let's take digital into real sci-fi shit that's some fucking sci-fi shit that's some star trek shit like yeah, i'd be happy to press the button and you you got a hologram of what yeah, you want in front yeah, of you like man that could be actually fucking insane but at the same time i also want to see ar yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like that's kind of the step of vr into real 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, which could be cool to see. You know, don't get me wrong. Um, so that's something we'll keep you updated with as well, guys. You know, one of those episodes today. Um, it could be cool. Could be shit. Facebook just getting everywhere at the moment. Shall we uh, move on? Because we've got some exciting stuff to talk about at the end, really. Yeah, well, kind yeah. of get through something that we're news. personally sort of interested, maybe a little yeah. bit invested in. So, um, for any of you out there who are kind of financial, you would have known um, this time of year is Q3. Um, so, quarter three earnings are announced for businesses. So, this is where basically businesses produce their um, earning reports for the last quarter. Um, you know, revenue streams, you know, and just give you a little bit of an insight of how the business has been doing. Um, it's notable that both Twitter and Snapchat are public companies, so mm-hmm. they um, produce a lot of information um, and interesting results from them, Ash. So, what we have, we'll, we'll talk about Twitter first. Um, so, in black and white, they've got less users, users are using the app even less, uh, but they're making more money. What do you think that says to you? For example, so this time last year, 15% of their users use that app every day. Mm-hmm. Today, um, it's the high 8%. You know, they, they've put 9% on their report, but it's, it's a high 8%. Um, their, earn, uh, their users, um, so accounts have gone from, I think it's had a 9 million user decline. So it's gone from 375 million down to 326 million. I mean, okay. it's not a massive, um, you know, use social network. You know, when you look at it in that perspective, you know, I've always considered Twitter as one of the, the bigger dogs. Mm-hmm. But when you do look at the black and white... Um, I did think it'd be very close yeah. to Facebook. Very close. Yeah, I found that when I, you know, I started my agency, um, you know, at the start of the summer, you know, looking into the, the fine facts, you know, Twitter just, it never performed well uh, clients that I had previously and I always wondered why and I never took the time to look into how many users it had um, but I feel like it is very much a it's very much used in the US and it's very popular with kind of our side of Europe so you know so the in, in terms of you said more money being made yeah personally I feel it may have something to do with the age so you've got a certain age demographic on Twitter Twitter is very and it's kind of professional yeah professional but you've also got people like us looking at memes that aren't allowed on Facebook yeah. get deleted from Facebook yeah. and certain companies I feel would pay more to have their ads on a platform with that group so you than s- they potentially would for Facebook. Okay, so you're kind of going with the route of um, this is less users and less daily active users but the quality of user is higher That's what I would say. Which then goes back to what the the whole um, the cases with removing the like button, they want that quality. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps that's the route they've gone down, you know. And if they've got that quality user base as a as a platform, they can charge more for ads. Which at the end of the day, that is how mm-hmm. Twitter makes most of their money. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Let me just see how much more. I mean, I feel like it'd be interesting. Maybe if you think how much of Facebook's revenue comes from their games. There's a lot of in-game purchases that people buy from Facebook. Okay. So if you put ads to the side and you think about that, I feel like there's got to be a lot of money in that as well. So interesting fact. Um, so Twitter this quarter um, made seven. I think this is over the annual basis. Apologies. Um, seven hundred and fifty-eight million US dollars. Wow. 
um, and 650,000 of that came from advertising revenue. So obviously that is the, the main How driver. How is that compared to Facebook? Um, Facebook just shit on the water on that, like, okay. that's baby. But now. I mean, what was like, percentage ad revenue and other revenue-wise? Um, I'd have to have a look into that one. Okay. I don't know off the top of my head, but Facebook basically make um, a, li- all of its money basically comes from the revenue side of things. Okay. Um, but interestingly, you know, um, one point eight, one hundred eight million, sorry, US dollars for Twitter came from data licensing. So that's quite interesting. Okay. What are they doing out there then? Mm. So interesting. Anyway, so twenty nine percent total yield this year, which is interesting. Um, so more money, less users. And a very similar story can be said for Snapchat. So Snapchat, you know, the go-to for all these teens out there. Classic. Um, you know, keep it clean and delete it within 24 hours. Yeah. This one shocked me. I thought Snapchat <clears throat> was almost a lost cause. Yeah. I thought it was it was dying a little bit. It is, you know, it's, it's dying, but it's making money on the way down. I feel like they do need to look at an exit strategy. What is Snapchat's plans? You can't fucking... Right, everyone's stolen stuff from you. You're trying to steal stuff from other people. But it's too late. I think it's too late. I think it's a shit that's going to go down. Well, since last, uh, I think, maybe two weeks ago, we spoke about uh, Snapchat Originals. Yeah. And I showed you one a few, maybe a week ago. Yeah. And it just wasn't anything that I feel... I, I feel there's a very limited group yeah. that would be interested in yeah. that. I don't think they're going to take off. I mean, it goes back to the perspective of... Traditional way of always viewing um, video content for long periods of time has always been you think cinema, a TV, mm-hmm. that horizontal, long ass rectangle view. Snapchat have then twisted it the other way around. Don't get me wrong, I love my fucking phone. I spend a lot of time on it, but I don't want to sit there and watch something for half an hour, an hour. Then, well, I'm fucking about to die. I've I could watch Apple. a 20 minute YouTube video yeah. happily, but I could not watch it's a, it's an a hour long. Con- yeah, it's a weird concept, you know. Snapchat, you're not YouTube. You can't steal yeah. that shit. Yeah, you can't compete with YouTube Red, Netflix Originals. Yeah. Um, Amazon Prime have got Originals. Of course, yeah. Um, where else? I think there's quite a few American ones like Hulu and Vivo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everyone's going online, you know. Don't yeah. be a blockbuster. And I feel like that. Like you were talking about stealing ideas for Snapchat to do Snapchat originals, I don't know what they were thinking. I think that's one of the worst options they could have chosen. At the end of the day, they are a they're a picture company, they're an image company. Then they're not. A, so why aren't they on the three D imaging like Facebook? What, why the fuck are they not make? You know, they tried the Snapchat spectacles. It didn't work. Take it back to the drawing board. You're already mm. steps ahead. You've already got people working in that. You know, you take that. Snapchat are phenomenal at AR as well. You look mm-hmm. at their, you know, the filters and overlays yeah, they do. Really they do cool. over. Um, they're much better than Facebook. Exactly. Fucking, you've got it, boys. Run with it. Beat Facebook on this one. This might be your opportunity to get bought out by Facebook again. Zuck is a businessman. He will offer you some money. Take it. Go off to the Bahamas. Happy days. And if you want to hire the Mash boys to come and do some consulting, uh, we got bring you, your business you. back, we got you. But um, yeah, very similar story with Snapchat. You know, users' growth has fallen ever so slightly um, within the demographics. You know, the older demographics, they've lost quite a few of them. Um, younger demographics, like, I love a bit of Snapchat. And quite interestingly, um, on average, per quarter, um, across the global aspect, Snapchat makes $1.60 per 
per user, which is up 37% on the year. Wow. Quite interesting. That's obviously coming from ad revenues and stuff when you're watching ads. Um, I think an ad pops up. I always can't think of ads other than fucking TikTok. I fucking hate like that. Like shit's popping up everywhere. It's popping up everywhere. A lot of our friends are using it. They're putting on our personal meme pages, but nothing fucking annoys me, those adverts. Yeah, I hate them. Because, I mean, the best thing that comes out of TikTok are the reaction videos. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see some kid miming to a song or a track. With his fucking top off. Yeah. Where's just... your parents? Yeah. It's, it's like the Vine invasion all over again. Now it's Greer and the fucking yeah. Donald I don't know why I would fucking do that. If I was recording a video at 14, with my top off, in my bedroom, and my mum walks in, I'd get fucking beat. <laughs> I'd get belted. <laughs> what are you fucking doing, What, what are you doing? I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> but kids, so I mean, I was out skateboarding, doing other stuff. I was probably playing Xbox at that point, fair enough. What, but, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> dancing in my camera with my top off. <laughs> That, that's not an activity I'll partake in, no, not for me. Um, interesting, you know, comparisons. So global, 160 per user. North America is 262 per user. Europe is only 85 cents per user. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the world, as they've defined it, is 84 pence, uh, cents, rather. So obviously North America, fucking Americans love a bit of Snapchat. I love it, yeah. I mean, it's an it's a American origin business day, so... You know, interesting there. Interesting one, um, off topic a bit, it's not a topic I wrote down or sent to you, but while we're in the tech space, um, so there's some um, news that's been happening over at Google. Mm-hmm. So I like to consider Google and Facebook as a bit of a duopoly, so monopoly in their own respects. You know, Facebook in the social world, Google in the search world, you know, who the fuck bings anything, who the fuck yahoos anything, and what is asked Jeeves. You know what I mean? Um, But Google had some difficulties. So they have paid one of their high-level execs, a Donnie that has been there from the start, um, a nice sum of $90 million to lead the company quietly following sexual harassment claims. That is a lot of fucking money. That's a fucking lot of money. (laughs) Don't slam the door when you weigh out, mate. Um, And he left. Yeah, um, I mean, how can you turn that down? That's winning the lottery. He's not turning that down. However, following um, his departure, there's been a lot of walkouts in the Google offices around the world, as you'd yeah. expect, yeah. but you haven't heard a lot about that. I think that's quite interesting. Now, do you think that's because Google can basically almost get away with it because oh, you're yeah. not going to fucking boycott Google. How are you going to find a news story on Google if you can't post that news story exactly. on Google? And this is a thing as well. Has this gone too far in the fact Google had too much control? Or is this a prime example of a company can be so big that people couldn't give a fuck what goes on behind closed doors? Because let's be honest, there's been stories for years about Google being an absolute fucking sex pest then. Mm-hmm. You know, that one of the co-founders themselves had an affair on his wife with um, one of the management teams. So it's, okay. it's obviously been bred into the roots, shall we say. I mean, yeah. They might have cool fucking slides, but I hope they're dry wipe. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's <a> joke. <laughs> but, um, you know, no one's going to fucking boycott Google. You, know, you can't. It's not out. possible. It's like boycotting the fucking internet. Yeah, I, I like the fucking internet. I like the internet. I just thought it was an interesting one to bring up. It's something to see if anything develops from it. But it goes quiet very quick. It reminds me of the story of the whole Top Man um, incident, oh, yeah. Top Shop incident. And I, I feel like 
with Google, you can censor it a lot more because I've not heard about it until you mentioned it. The Topshop one I heard on the radio loads of times. But can they? Do you think it would be? Would they get away with that? Would they get away with? Well, I, I think if, pushing those stories down the search bar. Let's be honest. If Google, Google can play it a really, really clever way from their perspective. They don't have to change anything inside because no one's going to go bat an eyelid. Google has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. But what they could do is a few public-facing PR kind of events and manoeuvres, which really shows, oh no, we've changed that kind of vibe and everyone just be happy because like I said you're not going to boycott the internet no. let us know your thoughts in the comment section below you know how do you feel about Google you know having this kind of insane power where their employees can you know you know experience such horrific events and um, the company can almost brush it under the carpet it, it's interesting um, moving on so onto the topics you know we're quite keen to discuss today we've got two good ones for you and then we're going to finish up today with a nice little offer from a sponsor of ours. <laughs> um, we're going to start off with Discord. So, Ashley, do you want to tell them a little bit about? Yeah, right. So, uh, for someone like me, been a gamer for years, probably as long as I can remember. Uh, spend loads of money on games, always looking for new games, free, whatever. Um, Discord has sort of been running the show recently in terms of communication. So if you're playing games, you want to be talking to your friends, you want to be chatting on there, you can send messages, share stuff across, all good. (coughs) And recently, uh, they have almost, in a way, tried to rival Steam and other game clients by opening up a Discord store. Um, They're selling games on there, they've got free-to-play games, and what I find really interesting is they also have games that can be found on Steam. So they have got the rights to sell these games that are coming from Steam. So my thoughts are that could be a potential rival for the future. And they're also adding in new innovations that, to me, are better than what Steam can offer at the minute. I mean, we use Discord a lot ourselves. We use Discord yeah. all the time. Um, and with Discord Nitro which I can't give too much information on because I don't fully understand it. I understand that it helps you run servers better, you get faster speeds and what have you. Um, But with Discord Nitro, you get new games added monthly and you get them for free with your subscription. Kind of like Xbox Live. Yeah, so like Games of Gold, you get your £150 of free games a month, same as Discord Nitro. You get your free games every month, you try it, you lose nothing for trying the game, whether Mm -hmm. it's good or bad. And I just think it's, it's a really it's cool. where people are, exactly. and that is the advantage Discord have. You know, um, you yourself you said, you know, before you even you know play a game, the first thing you'll set up is Discord. I'm on Discord, you, straight, Discord away. straight away, and it's that you know it's that primary source. You know, if you're on Discord, you might as well stay on Discord. Um, why bother going opening up something else? Yeah. You know, if you can, you know, why have multiple apps when you can just have one? If everything in one place, like once again, it's like we talk a lot about Snapchat and uh, Instagram and everything, have it, trying to have everything in one place and trying to be the top dog. And I mean, Discord has pushed Skype out of the way. Yeah. Um, push TeamSpeak out the way. Skype's fucking been gone a while. Yeah, who the fuck uses Business calls, maybe. <laughs> um, but I mean, other people have tried it. Like, there's been a curse. Get yourself a before. Facebook pool. Get yourself a Facebook Get yourself pool. a Facebook pool. Let that watch you around yeah. the room. <laughs> oh, you can't cut because of that. <laughs> um, 
And I just, I really like the idea of having it all in one place. It makes sense. I can see it being a big hit personally. I can see it Definitely. doing bits for Discord, Steam. They've got to be worried how they're going to respond. I haven't seen any statements from them. I haven't seen I think the only thing from Steam is that they've tried to implement their own... So they've had a voice system for years, and I can tell you a lot of people won't understand how it works. It's complicated yeah. to use. You can't have things it's complicated. It's clunky, and it's just... Yeah. When you have to Google how something works, you it's don't want to use it. It's too difficult. It takes yeah. too much time. As with Discord, you install it, join the server, click in a room, and you're done. Yeah. Bish, bash, bosh, done. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Right. Anything else you want to add on that one? Or? I think that's Pretty good. I'm I mean, excited, though. I'm, I want yeah. to see what comes in see the what future. Comes. Um, so our final topic today is um, Pusha T, um, King Pusha on Twitter, you know. If anyone's using that, if you've not dropped off yourself, you're not one of those nine mil. Whilst you're there, Why follow there? the MASH podcast. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Share this and Instagram. <laughs> yeah. um, he has been on the Joe Rogan podcast, so that's a podcast I quite like listening to. Um, you, you're a fan yourself. Um, he has been on, um, giving his side of the story about where the information for Drake's baby came from. So previously we spoke about how Drake went on the uh, the shop, which is LeBron mm-hmm. James's show, um, set in a barber shop, where Drake basically explained, um, to his knowledge, Pusha got this information from Kanye, um, as Drake sent this information about the baby, um, baby mama, to Kanye, as they were working together, um, start of the summer. I do think we owe Kanye an apology. In case you ever listen, big fan. Mm-hmm. Send us an unreleased music, tour <laughs> tickets, anything. But, um, and then that since then, there has been a lot of very subtle shots towards Kanye from from the OVO camp, which I think is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pusha basically shows his side of the story. So from Pusha's point of view, he says that's all a load of crap, and that Drizzy knows about it. Um, however, there is kind of that mentality of, because Drake is the bigger dog, um, you know, what he says is almost gospel, mm-hmm. and then it's taken from there. <coughs> so Pusha has basically described how um, Ollie, also known as Forty, um, was, um, who is a, you know, he's a homie of Drake, as they'd say, you know, he's, a, um, he's one of the boys, um, he does a lot of work for Drake, you know, he's the, um, the OVO brand manager, oh, he does okay. a lot for the merch, well it's not really merch, it's a brand. Brand, yeah. Um, he's done a lot of work for him. Um, and obviously a very close friend, so he would know this personal information quite early on. Ollie was, um, he, he was sleeping with a girl, fair to say, he, he had a, a bit of a, bit of a thing going on. Respecting women. Respecting, respecting women hard. <laughs> and... Um, he let his mouth run a little bit, um, as you know. I think all us blokes are quite guilty. You know, you start you start seeing a gal. You know, they they start asking questions. You you, you open up. You know, um, it's just one of those things. And basically, Ollie let slip about the baby and the baby mama to this lady, um, and things went sour after a while. You know, not all things work out, which is fair enough. And um, Pusher became in content. Uh, contact with this lady. You know, Push is married, you know, very mm-hmm. happily. Um, no kids himself. Um, but he gets very, you know, he's very protective over his wife. Um, you know, Drake fired a couple of shots at him. Um, I think it was in Duffy's freestyle um, yeah, about 
the uh, Pusher's wife, um, which resulted in the, the big clapback that start well, what I feel like started a lot of drama, um, which was the final final throw in the the rap battle. I find it interesting that Drake said he could have ended his career but never released it. Apparently he was warned mm. not to release yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I read that. There's a lot of people who said that. But um, then maybe that was just uh, he knows he lost and it was his way of sort of saving face. Yeah, yeah. Because he takes so long to reply. Yeah, like, um, and I don't think we'll ever know. You know, I kind of believe that he did write a diss back. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's that same mentality of because Drake is bigger than Pusher, what Drake kind of says is gospel and you just kind of believe it. Yeah. Um, I feel like all us fucking, you know, rap nerds, IRs, hip-hop kind of people who follow the scene, you know, I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah. From a selfish point of view, I would have liked to have seen it and see what the response would have been. But I get why he would have been advised not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how it didn't come from you know Kanye. It came from Ollie, who's obviously a very close friend of Drake. Um, so that's going to cause some st- uh, tension in the camp. You know, and there's that meme going around at the minute. If any of you have watched the um, the shop interview that Drake done with. Um, LeBron, you'll basically see a point where Drake's basically looking at LeBron as like a big brother and he's like, oh, have I disappointed you? And there's the meme going around of basically Ollie doing that over to Drizzy. Um, that's shit around at the moment. Have you got anything else you want to add on that topic, mate? No, I think that's covered, basically. I just find it interesting how it changes so quickly. I would have... Mm, I feel like I would Drake never know that... Yeah, could, could Drake have known already, yeah. And he's just sort he of... He doesn't want people to know that there are sort of problems in his group, house, whatever. But uh, I don't know if Kanye, I don't know if he would have done it intentionally because Kanye's a big dog. Maybe it's all like, maybe it's a fucking stunt, you know. They both had albums out this year. It's benefited them both. The beef has helped. He's been waiting for a Kanye album for how long now? Oh, fuck me. When did he say that? That's right. This Sunday, and that was our. A month ago, two months ago. Kanye, where's it out, boy? Send, send us, uh, we'll listen to <coughs> The Match you. Podcast, DM, yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Email us, hi dot, uh, hi dot match podcast podcast. at gmail.com. We got you, boy. Um, speaking of shameless plugs, to wrap up today's episode, um, our sponsors today is, is me. <laughs> One of my um, startups, we have just started up a... Um, digital recipe guide um, and basically this is a really cool feature where we basically send you cheap fresh healthy recipes to your phone via uh, Facebook Messenger um, and we basically help diversify your palate um, for a really really small fee we do it for two pounds a month um, which is pocket change or 20 pounds for a year um, but at the moment we're giving away a free trial um, you can find us on Instagram at bfoodie underscore UK. Um, that is B E F double O. I can leave everything linked below. Yeah, leave it below. Find it. Be easy to find. Um, and you can click the button in the link there, or you can find us on Facebook Messenger itself. If you just type in bfoodie, um, our little messenger automation will come up. Um, we get started, um, and then if you just type into the the box, if you just type in mash. Um, it will then set you up for a week free trial. So if you'd like to head on over, see what that's about, help your boy out, 
um, and then if you like what it's saying, um, join in on the community, um, and yeah. Same it's £2 fun. a month, nothing. Just Fucking find out. Pennies. Try it. It'll be good. Yeah. It's only going to get better. Thank you once again for listening, guys. Uh, that was today's instalment of the MASH podcast. Um, do leave a comment wherever you can find us, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're hearing us from. Um, share us with your friends. Uh, the way we grow is via you. So share us about so more people can enjoy our opinions. Um, and until then, we'll see you next time.